Yes, what I want to talk about tonight, Reza Hashem, is Hilchus Rishchaydish. Not so well known, but the Maitre Moshe Shabbos is Rishchaydish. Let's talk about a few of the Dinim, the Nakhiz, the Minogim of Rishchaydish. So the first question, and that is, besides for obviously saying Hadel, saying Musaf, which is part of the Davini, what are the requirements of Rishchaydish? In other words, is there an Indian to have a Sudan Rish Chaydesh? And what status does it have? So, Mithal Echad, there's the Isra Tainis in Rish Chaydesh, the person on that first. Like in every Shabbos in Yamsuf. Mithal Hashani, we don't find that there's a Chiyuv to have a Sudan with bread. And we find that in the Lachad that it says that if a person forgets to say Ritzay on a Shabbos Sudan, he has to repeat pension. If a person forgets to say Yalav Yavoy on a Yamsuf Sudan, he has to repeat pension. But if a person forgets Yalav Yavoy on Rish Chaydesh, the person forgets Yadav Yavim Rosh Chodesh, he doesn't have to repeat the mention. And what's the reason for that? Because since it's not a day which is Mechuy of and therefore a person doesn't have to wash, so he made it, if a person doesn't uh, say Yadav Yavim, it's not an essential part of the day. Masha'enke in those days where it is a central part of the day to wash, and then the person is Mechuy of so if a person left out in a tray, for example, in Shabbos, so then he's missing a Ikechaylik of Shabbos, so he'll have to repeat the mention. So, Mitzar Echad is also to fast in Rosh Chodesh, Mitzar Hashani, to impress the number of to make a Sudan. Having said that, it is more of a voice given that there's an Indian to be, to be moistly from what a person normally eats on a regular meal in Rosh Chodesh, and that's not just when Rosh Chodesh falls on a weekday, it's even when Rosh Chodesh falls on the Shabbos, it's brought in the voice given that a person should add an extra course or an extra dish to the Shabbos Rosh Chodesh. So, we see there is a a maila in the moisif on the Suda for Rosh Chodesh. Now, the shayla is when is it? Is it after by day or even by night? That's already something which is not so clear in the poskim because the mashmoas you see in the nach is that the Suda Rosh Chodesh they used to have was dafka in the daytime. And the shayla is if a person wants to see moisif for Suda Rosh Chodesh, is it like was dafka in the day? Or can a person have a bigger dinner than normal, a bigger supper, and that will also be considered as being moisif the cover Rosh Chodesh? Um, that's two days in the Paiskin. Uh, what's also interesting is the famous Gemara, which everyone knows, and that is that the Nasir Shalom Tsovislay from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, what a person spends is allocated from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah, and uh, therefore Tzaptim he wants to spend Rosh Hashanah allocated to him, with the exception of the Gemara says in Beitzah, Chutzmei, which aren't part of the Cheshman, and as the Gemara says, if a person adds more, so Moisif in light, it doesn't come off the amount that allocated to him. The Gemara only says Shabbos Yamtu. But as you do it in the Midrash, it also says Rosh Chodesh. Uh, now, what was the Tosefis for Rosh Chodesh that a person's allowed to, uh, so to speak, to spend more on, and it doesn't come off his Cheshman, and Shemri pays it? So, there are those who learn that it's referring to Siddhas Rosh Chodesh. And I was just like we're talking about Shabbos food and Yamta food. So in the same time, we're talking about food for Rosh Chodesh. And if that's the case, the food for Rosh Chodesh would be in the category of something which is on Hashem's Cheshman. If that's the case, then you have to say there's a Machlekes between the Gemara and the, the Midrash. Because the Gemara didn't mention Rosh Chodesh, the Gemara only mentioned Shabbos and Yamta. So the Midrash mentioned Rosh Chodesh. And then there would be at least a question. Um, you know, there seems to be a disagreement between them. If a person's Rosh Chodesh expenses are also covered, uh, those who don't know that it's not talking about Rosh Chodesh expenses for food, it's talking about Rosh Chodesh expenses 
for other things. And what other experience was in Rosh Chodesh? So it brings the minhag of the Maril, so it's the Marshal, and a lot of Freudian. And that is the minhag was in the yeshivas that on, on, at the end of every month, they used to stop to the Chazar and everything they learned that month. And in Rosh Chodesh, they would give a test on everything in the previous month, and they would allocate rewards, so to speak, to whoever did well. And so that was a Tzosh Rosh Chodesh. In which case, it falls part of the category of the second part of what Chazal say, and that is the other the other expense that a person could have, which doesn't come off the allocation annually for Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah is a Tzosh part of the Talmud Torah. The amount the person spends on his son's Torah education is not part of the Cheshman, that's Hashem's Cheshman, and that's the case, according to the Shlach, the Hoytzos Rosh Chodesh was part of the Hoytzos Talmud Torah. You know, it was part of what a person spent on his children's education, that would, that would uh, give them an incentive to the Chazar and to know what they learned on Rosh Chodesh. In which case, it's not talking about the food of Rosh Chodesh at all, it's talking about uh, what they used to do on Rosh Chodesh as an incentive for them. When the Gemara says it says one of the Torah, it means only from even other children. And the Shittim Mukabetz is always quote, and it says even someone else's children. And one of it is just practically because the person more likely is going to pay for his own children, but it says Talmud Torah is repaid. It's not part of the Cheshman, as the Shittim Mukabetz thinks of us. In which case, yes, if you're paying for someone else's children to Get learn, the Harabin is in category. Either way, and therefore, if people ask the question, can they go out to eat on Rosh Chodesh and expect Hashem to cover it? We're going to say it's Tariyan Machlokes. It's a Machlokes firstly between the Gemara and the Midrash, and even then it's Machlokes what the Midrash meant. Okay, but is it still an Indian in in eating a, a something which is better than they would normally eat or more enjoyable than they normally eat or covered Rosh Chodesh? That there is. We find there is an Indian of a Rosh Chodesh. Okay, so that's a din of the Suda. One more din we're talking about the, the Suda. And that is that, when does the person say Yalav Yavon? So we're talking about the day it's Pashat, it's still in Shkodesh, where it normally comes to question is a night meal. And that is when a person's eating either began the meal before Shkir and ate before after Shkir on Erev Shkodesh, which means they ended the meal in Shkodesh, or the other way around. They started an afternoon in Shkodesh, by the time they ended it's already Moitzer Shkodesh. So in both of those cases the question is, do you say Yalav Yavon or not? And in both of them the answer is the same. Sorry? The answer is both of them is the same. That is, if a person ate a kazais on Rosh Chodesh, that he has to eventually can say Harav Yavon. Both ways around. If a person started on Rosh Chodesh, and then has already much Rosh Chodesh, but since he ate enough, he's mechayv and perkus and mazen, on Rosh Chodesh he can say Harav Yavon, so then the other way around. If a person started before Rosh Chodesh, but once it was already Rosh Chodesh, he ate a kazais, so that is mechayv to bench because of Rosh Chodesh, he can say Harav Yavon too. Where it becomes a shayda to be careful of is dafka this month, which I always announced in the show, and that is when Rosh Chodesh is on Matzah Shabbos. Rosh Chodesh is on Matzah Shabbos because people live to the Shishis. And they start on Shabbos before Shkir and they carry on after Shkir. And now we get ourselves into a problem. Because Shabbos wasn't Rosh Chodesh and Matzah Shabbos is Rosh Chodesh. What are you going to do by benching? Because of that, it's a If you're going to say or say, it means because you're holding the meal still to be Shabbos. In which case you can't say Rosh Because the Rosh Chodesh only starts after Shabbos. If you're going to say Yad Yavah because you hold it already in Matzah Shabbos, you can't say Rosh So what do you do? So that's basically going to say it's not Rosh Chodesh. I uh, ate something on Shabbos, which is Mechayi of Mir, I'd say. I ate a little bit of Rosh Chodesh, which is Mechayi of Mir, I'd say. I can say both. And the last person can say, there's no such thing. It's either a Shabbos meal or a Chodesh meal. And because of that, so the first can advise from the Mishnah Guru too, that a person should finish eating bread before Shkir. And that way it's only, when he's Mechayi of Mir, he's the Hamoitzi, he's the bread. If he's finished eating bread before Shkir, so then he's only Mechayi of Mir, I'd say. 
And even if he eats other things, but other things aren't mechayev in Berkas HaMazen, so he can carry on the meal and eat other things and afterwards until Matzah Shabbos, it's not a problem. As long as he finished finish eating the Amoytzi, Bashkir, so then he's been conveyed this meal as a meal for Shabbos and not for a Shabbos. That applies to this, this, that applies to this week. Right, so a person should finish eating the Amoytzi before Shkir, at that point he doesn't have to eat any scissors. Same Berkas HaMazen, obviously, like every week there's an Indian of Manav Malka, and then again, because for Shabbos, a person should Enhanced by the market, because also so is Rosh Chodesh. That's the day of Rosh Chodesh. Now this day applies both on the single day of Rosh Chodesh and on the two day of Rosh Chodesh. Once we know it both days of Rosh Chodesh, so then the Indian of Surah Rosh Chodesh, whatever the matter of it is, applies on both days. That's the first thing. Well, we're saying all the time that the Surah is at night. Yes, and so the Surah is at night. Well, you can be here to the Surah at night. It doesn't normally happen the other way around. In other words, Rosh Chodesh should eat to Shabbos, because normally people don't eat an Arab Shabbos, a meal going to Shabbos, because after they're married, and because of Kiddush, whatever it is. But you have, theoretically, the same question the other way around too. Which means if a person started a meal on Friday, which was Rosh Chodesh, and the meal went on into Shabbos, and you have the same topic of what he meant to do, which is when Shabura brings when, Shabbos, when Purim falls on a Friday. And the person starts his Purim soda on a Friday, and it goes on into a Shabbos soda. And one of the reasons the Mishabura says not to do that is because of the same problem. Are you going to say Adonis invention? Are you going to say Rizay invention? So, like I said, it's not something to get to you because normally people don't eat a meal in Rosh Chodesh going into Shabbos, but nevertheless, and the, the same suffix would apply. Now, what happens if Shabbos would fall on Rosh Chodesh and a person would forget Yadav In other words, if, if, even on the Shabbos meal, if a person forgets to say he has to go back. He remembered to say, but he forgot Yadav So do it, does he have to go back or not? So the same Malach applies as before, he does not have to go back. And the reason is because, again, since he's not mukhiyev to eat on Rosh Chodesh, so not mentioning Yadav Yavah isn't uh, missing a critical part of the Avodah Sayyidah. Even though, if you forget for Shabbos, you would go back, because for Shabbos, the eating of the, sh- the three Shodesh is an integral part of the year. That's the first point. The second point, which is Nagat to the dinner of Rosh Chodesh, this is really more of a minag, but it's a minag which is passing the Nalacha, and that is the minag of ladies not to do Melacha on Rosh Chodesh. This is already brought in Chazal, that this was a reward for not being involved in the Eger Azad. So the ladies got Rosh Chodesh as a master of the Yom Tov. Now, why was that a reward? What's the shaykh between ladies and Rosh Chodesh and Eger Azad? What's wrong with the other one? So we find the Chazal in Midrash. And the Midrash says that really every Rosh Chodesh was meant to be a Chag for one of the 12 Shvatim. There's 12 months, there's 12 Shvatim. Each Rosh Chodesh was meant to be a like a Chag in celebration of one of the Shvatim. And because the Shvatim were all Nikhshah and the Eagle, so Hashem took all those Yom Tovim away, with the exception of Tishrei, which is still Rosh Hashanah, because the one Shev lady wasn't involved in the Gazah. So we have only one Rosh Chodesh, which is a Chag, all the other Rosh Chodesh, we lost the Chag, because we were Nikhshah and the Eagle. However, the ladies who weren't Nikhshah and the Eagle, so to some extent they didn't lose the Chag completely, and therefore there's an Indian that they should refrain from doing Melacha on Rosh Chodesh. Now, what Melachas are talking about? So this is a, a unique category of Melachas. In other words, we have the dinim of Yom Tov and Shabbos, which everything's also. We have the dinim of Chalamayit, which most things are also unless there's a specific Yom Tov need for it. And now there's this dinim of ladies not doing a Melachas on Rosh Chodesh, which is even more makele than that. And if that's the case, what, what does it mean that a lady is not allowed to do a Rosh Chodesh? Um, because of this minag, she's allowed to uh, cook like normal, she's allowed to go to work even like normal. So in what areas does this minag of the ladies not to do milakha and rishkhaidah should lie? So there's two days in the post The one day in the post is that any one milakha, 
she has to show that that your Shkodesh is special by not doing one thing she would ordinarily do, and that she's not going to do that thing for uh, for Shkodesh. Or the other side of the question is anything which is a Tirchi Yisrael. And it's not Tzadiyah Melacha is doing an activity which is also like on Shabbos, but it's already something which is, needs a lot of hard work. And it needs a lot of hard work, so they wouldn't have Rosh Chodesh, it would be the key to the way that they showed that they're keeping a mashu, some semblance of refraining from Melacha and Rosh Chodesh. Now, what Melacha did that involve? It's not dependent. If this Nakhoda was finding one Melacha not to do in Rosh Chodesh, so obviously that is a practical. And I have to think, what Melacha can we afford not to do if the house will fall apart? So if you're not going to cook on Rosh Chodesh, you're not going to wash dishes, whatever it's going to be, then there won't be food. And therefore there is a look for Melacha which, leaving it, leaving it, not, it not done for a day, wouldn't be critical to the maintaining of Maybe laundry. Oh, so there's two day, there were two minhagim, what the what they wouldn't do. The one was they wouldn't sew. They wouldn't sew a new Begadim or, or fix Begadim, because it's not something they do every day, and if they leave the the repairing the torn shirts or sewing the new socks, whatever it is, for another day, nothing's going to happen. So the one day it was uh, anything to do with tefira and uh, sewing or whatever it is, the window not have The other day it was anything to do with laundry. Again, laundry is something which most people have to do every single day. And if they wouldn't do laundry for a day, nothing would happen. And that's why they, they wouldn't do that. Now on the side, now on the side of tirchi yisera, there was also a good story. Because in the olden days, laundry was a lot of hard work. You had to scrub everything from the water, you had to rinse it, you had to whatever it was. A lot of hard work doing laundry. And therefore, if we're looking for a malacha, which is Tirchi Yasera, laundry would definitely be the malacha of Tirchi Based on that, what's the halacha today? Today, can a lady uh, do a malacha on, of laundry on Rishkodesh or not? So now it depends. Because Mitarash Echad, there isn't so much Tirchi today. It's just putting, putting everything into the machine and switching the machine on, so it's not so much Tirchi. It's actually the minog was not to do laundry. So now there's so what's it in today? So there's three different uh, three different opinions between the more recent poskim when they still were already dealing with washing machines or dryers or whatever it was that we have today. The one day is that because the minog was not to do the laundry, so therefore they didn't do everything except for putting on the machine. So this is actually cleaning the clothing. And therefore, uh, if the in those families where the husband does laundry in Rosh that means the lady gets everything ready, puts the machine away as it is. She has to tell him which button to press on, and he'll press the button, and then he technically does the laundry. So that, that the opposite can say that that is to do. And the reason for that is because they're the, the giving up the minak. The minak was not to do laundry, and today doing laundry and switching on the washing machine, and he, the, the, the lady didn't do that. But anything else, which, which means get everything into the machine and taking everything out of the machine and hanging it up, that's not washing the clothing, that's just dealing with either the clothing which needs to be washed or other, other way around, uh, dealing with the clothing which has been washed and that wouldn't solve the problem. But the are is going to say that there's also the issue of Tirchi Yisera. And if that's the case, hanging up laundry could also be called Tirchi Yisera today, which means just transferring everything from the washer to the dryer is not a Tirchi Yisera. But if you have to hang everything up and pack it up, whatever it is, that is a Tirchi Yisera. And therefore they say that just like they should put on the machine, she also shouldn't hang up the clothes. That's also called a Tirchi Yisera, and therefore that should be a man's job to do also, or at least leisurely for after Rosh Chodesh. Um, there are those persons who say that it is a Shas HaTzarech, for whatever reason, that the family needs laundry, and that's Rosh Chodesh, and therefore one needs to do the laundry. 
So they say that the other person who matter related to the laundry lap normal. Being slightly on that side, and we can rely on the minute that as long as she's not sewing or she's not fixing clothing, then there's a malach she's not doing marriage failish, and then she's uh, that, and then when it's a tariff, they, they will allow her to do laundry too. And then we both can and we might do that. Like I said, the free the tariff as well. Um, even if it's not a child is, one of our Arab If a falls in Arab Shabbos, and a person wants to do laundry, look up a Shabbos. So even though it's really brought down in the post game that a person should do laundry on Thursday, not on Friday, and the reason is, it's like on this edges, that that the Friday will be able to deal with preparing food. But already the other person said that it was in the olden days where laundry was a big job. So it took the whole day. So then you wouldn't, you wouldn't go to it on a Friday. Today, where laundry is not such a big job, there's no reason you can't laundry on a Friday. And if that's the case, if a lady asks the question, can she wash the tablecloth or whatever it is she needs for Shabbos, wash the kids' Shabbos clothes, the cover Shabbos, does that matter? The, the restriction against ladies doing laundry on Rosh Chodesh, okay, obviously we're talking in a case where there isn't somebody else to do the job for her, it will always be the best option. If, assuming that's not the situation, she wants to do it herself, so then again, we're around this post game, we say that today's laundry isn't considered a terifia zera, and therefore we'll be matter, uh, we'll be matter ready to put on the washing machine. And the second point, Al-Smirah of the ladies. There's a third point, which is not even brought in as a minad. This is the dinner of Rabbi Yerachasid. One of those things Rabbi Yerachasid tells us, which we don't really know exactly where his Makar was, but uh, at least in Ashkenazim, they were noted in the Kabul. And that is not to cut one's hair or cut one's nails in Rosh Chodesh. Um, we don't find such a restriction in the Gemara, but Rabbi Yerachasid says not to do it. He has a slakana, and therefore most people are taken on not to cut their hair and their nails in Rosh Chodesh. And so therefore, it's for sure, even if a person... Cut the hair and the nails? Yes. Either or. Either or. Not to cut hair, not to cut nails, not to shave, not to trim your beard. What's the second All the things that we know, it says in he claims are a second. Now, we don't know about these things from anywhere else. They're not brought in the Chazal, they're not brought in the Shas. But on the other hand, Rabbi Yerachasid was somebody who had a connection to spiritual things, like he has all the three safers. So, what he warns, it's dangerous to do it, so we, we, we're worried about things which are dangerous. And that's why it's pretty much been taken on not to do things which he warns against. And that's why most Ashkenazim, who have Rabbi Chazal, that's why I don't hold of it so much, but for most Ashkenazim, they're worried about the warnings of Rabbi Chazal, and that's why most people don't take a haircut or cut their nails on Rosh Chodesh. If it's still Rosh Chodesh, it means both days Rosh Chodesh, because we're both going to do Rosh Chodesh. Um, what about when it falls in Arab Shabbos? So falls in Arab Shabbos, and the person is normally known to shave, or to trim his beard, or to cut his nails in Arab Shabbos, and now Rosh Chodesh falls in Arab Shabbos. So obviously the person's ahead of the game, you can think on Thursday that tomorrow is going to be Rosh Chodesh, and therefore I should cut my nails in my hair today, that's obviously better. But if it's two days, Thursday, Friday, in which case you don't need to cut nails in Wednesday anyway, or a person forgets, and now he realizes it's Friday, which is Rosh Chodesh, can I cut my hair or my nails for Shabbos? So then the Bura brings two days. He doesn't like it. He says it depends on the Yomina. Those people that took Rabbi Rakhasi very seriously um, wouldn't would forego cutting their hair on their nails for Shabbos because Rosh Chodesh we can't be over in that, uh, the warning of Rabbi Rakhasi. Those people who, okay, they were capable of it, but not to the same severity. So when it comes to COVID Shabbos, they were willing to battle the Tzavot Rabbi Rakhasi in order to, to do what's necessary to prepare for Shabbos. <coughs> Right from the person who is Israel, that unless a person has a specific minag to keep Rabbi Rachasid in Arab Shabbos, they're allowed to shave or trim their beard or cut their nails in Arab Shabbos. 
In other words, unless there's a certain minak, dafka, not like that, so then a person is allowed to make a look of a child. And then it applies to men and to ladies. And it applies to men and to ladies, that's another thing. The other thing is for ladies to cut their hair or anything else, or to this mitzvah, and it's Rosh it's the same thing. But ideally, she should prepare before Rosh because that, that restriction would apply to her too. But if for whatever reason she didn't, or it's two years Rosh and then that's uh, it's in between the two, whatever the case is, so then again, the Tzarek Mitzvah, we're going to be making and allow her to uh, cut her hair and her nails, even though it's Rosh Chodesh. So, those are the name of Rosh Chodesh itself, the Suda, Melachas for ladies, and Melachas for ladies, and Ezek had cutting hair and nails. There are other the name of Rosh Chodesh, practical, which also brought down, that we say a person is not meant to fast in Rosh Chodesh, same thing as the Isser, um, to be masked, to make a spadam in Rosh Chodesh, or things like that, to be magnetic to the Kadin. Even though, of course, if a soul lifted a lady, it had to bury my Shkadesh, but not to give a Shkadesh, not to do everything else, because there is a certain element of Simcha that is meant to be on Rosh Shkadesh too. Why is it a Simcha Degadeh? Why is it a Simcha Degadeh? Why? What's the name? What's the name? It's called a Mayit, right? It's called a Mayit. But why? So, the very first Hashanah Rabbah that the Rav spoke. The very first Hashanah Rabbah that the Rav spoke. Rabbah spoke about the Rav Hanami. The Yisrael of Rosh Hashanah. Well, Yisrael is that it's a... The Ramah says that the, the, new, the concept of Rosh Hashanah, the new month, is it's a, it's a simcha because it's a new connection between Hashem and the Jewish people, which is what the Ramah brings, that the union of Dancing like a Shabbat is like dancing at a chasna. You might not do the same tune, but it's the same idea of dancing by a chasna because it's like a, it shows a new connection between Hashem and Kali Yisrael. Why Hashem Masir Mishchadish Kamoisa? We say in the Baruch of Shabbat, Hashem Masir Mishchadish Kamoisa, and therefore every Mishchadish of Little Vanda is perhaps in the symbol for the Mishchadish of Kali Yisrael. And therefore, if Kali Yisrael would have been Tzadikim, or be meant to be, so then it would be a sign of a simcha. When we lost that level of Kali Yisrael Bachetza Eglos, then we lost that Simcha, which it was meant to be Rosh Chodesh, but behold, there's, there's still something left, which is why there's still a, an element of, of Ischachos, is an element still of Simcha, and it's moving to the last point. Because it is also an element of Kapar. It's also an element of Kapar, Rosh Chodesh and Al-Khan Nisato, Zman Kapar, Lachal Tudosa. Why? Because that same Ischachos brings us to the Kayach of Kapar. And that's why it's brought down in the Ramak, Amashakar Devera, and Alam Kubarim as well, there's the union of Chuvan Rosh Chodesh because, because the man says the Ischadish of Rosh Chodesh is just like Rosh Hashanah, to a certain level of Ischadish, which brings us to Chuvan, every Rosh Chodesh to some extent has an element of Ischadish, and therefore that's meant to be something which brings us to Chuvan. So that should be ideally Rosh Chodesh itself. Except, being as the Darki Chuvan, whether it's going to be Slechas, whether it's going to be fast, and whatever it's going to be, Aunt Matim for the Simcha of Rosh Chodesh, that's what was Nikva already by the Kadmonim, but the Erev Rosh Chodesh should be the time when a person focuses on Chuva, so that when they come into Rosh Chodesh, they should come in Kiru with the Chuva. We do the Chuva before, and that's why, that's why the Bikha and the Minag of Erevin forgotten, that uh, the idea is to the Chuva, which for this Chodesh of Rosh Chodesh, we're already doing Chuva Mirosh, that we can come to Rosh Chodesh with the element of Chuva. And that's why the minutes of Slechus, the minutes of Vidui, which the Nusach today was used as a video of Rabbi Nisim going, but any video would work also, even some of the minutes to fast. That's all Tachsis Echel. Um, and that would apply to every area of Rosh Chodesh. 
Which means even though we don't, the minag isn't always to fast, some months like now, uh, the end of Nisan, which is Erev Shkodesh Iyar, or Hanukkah, Erev Shkodesh Teves, or now Erev Shkodesh Cheshvan, which is the end of Tisha, which the minag isn't to sing Kippur Cotton, because uh, at times we don't have Tachnun, so therefore times I'm meant to fast, but the element of Tshuva still applies. And if we, even if we don't, not going to do it in the, the Tzura of Erev Kippur Cotton, which is with, with Slichas and with and vidui and with and with fasting, there's still an element in doing shavuot in the Rosh Chodesh because we can be that way we can be zeicher to the hischadshus which comes with Rosh Chodesh. And it's brought down that even the other months when there isn't an official in Kippur Katan, so to speak, there's still an Indian of shavuot in the Rosh Chodesh, else the else the which is in the day. Obviously, Rosh Hashanah we don't see in Kippur Katan because it's hischadshus of the year and there's an Indian to fast Rosh Hashanah too. Says Lichas as well, but it has the same meaning of coming into Rosh Hashanah with the Ishachas of the Chiva we've already done. That's what's uh, brought in Allah. There's one last point on that, and that is the Mishaburah Paskins, that if a person is going to, it's like for tomorrow, if a person is going to say Lichas of Erev and Kippur Kotten, we don't say them on a Friday. And if that's the okay, case, if Rosh Chodesh is on the Shabbos, on a Matzah Shabbos, so that we say the Lichas on Thursday, not on Friday. And then if a person wants to fast to do Tshuva, then you do it on Thursday, it's part of the Erev Kippur Katan. So the Mishnah Burah, but in a month when there isn't Yom Kippur Katan. Like tomorrow, this month. So he says, if that's the case, there's no reason for Thursday, we can go back to Friday. Because that's closest to Rosh Chodesh. And therefore he says that in those months where we don't have a, a Nusach of Yom Kippur Katan, then the end falls on the Rosh Chodesh falls on the Shabbos, on the Matzah Shabbos, then the time to do Tshuva is already Friday, not Thursday. Because the, the reason we do it is that we don't want to sleep just before Shabbos, we don't want to sleep anyway. So it's just the end of Shabbos without sleep that you can do it on Friday too. You don't have to wait for Thursday for that. And therefore, that, that, that's, the, that's the case. So then, for this month, when Rosh Chodesh Cheshman is on the month of Shabbos, the best time to do will be tomorrow, which is the closest day to Rosh Chodesh, which can give us a little Chodesh from Rosh Chodesh. And the MS says, it's not just the Shabbos aspect, that's what we call the Simcha. If there's a simcha in Rosh Chodesh, it's because, like we said, there's a Yitzchadjus, and that's on a, a global level, the Rakhadosh Baruch is Mechadosh to Lavana. If a person is Zechot to Mechadosh himself, so then they are a Chedot of that simcha. Shem Asin Yitzchadjus Kamois, that means if a person has worked to the Chubb in the Rosh Chodesh, and that way there's certain Yitzchadjus they also get, so then they shy of the simcha of Rosh Chodesh. Whereas if a person better than they themselves are the same, so there's no Yitzchadjus by them, so then it's true, there's this Chachas in Shemayim, that there's a new moon, there's a new month, there's a new mass, whatever it's going to be. But Lav Davka, it's going to, it's going to spill over to being a Simcha for them too, because Mitzidom, they haven't changed Bichat. This Chachas is meant to be that the person himself is also, is also shy to that level of something new, of a new level, a new Darga, a new Tyra, when it comes to Rosh Chodesh. Um, that's last in Rosh Chodesh. And one more point. One more point, and that is that therefore things which are meant to be bizarre a person, like we said, Avedos mm-hmm. or Hespedim, so or stand fasting, we don't do Rosh Chodesh because uh, it's going to take away from that level of that level of Simcha or that level of, of there's a minor to the day that we're meant to feel. The last point is also Yisrael. Why is Yisrael Rosh Chodesh? And this is a big shine because bad Yisrael is going to do with something which is going to do with Hatzal Yisrael. So on the Yom Tov we say Hadal, because each one is to do something which Kaishal got. On Hanukkah we say Hadal, because there was also a level of Hatzalah, as well as the war, whatever it was that we were thanking Hashem for. 
Purim we should raise the hand on the reason the Gemara says because that's also outside of a Kaisal Moshe Shkodesh could do it. We're a Kaisal Nitzlan Rosh Chodesh, which is why a lot of the Sephardi Paiskim says there is a hand on Rosh Chodesh. There's no, and because of that, the Sephardi don't say Brachan Nahara. When it said it's Hanal, we don't say Brachan Nahara because there's no, this isn't the gather of Hanal which is, of which we thank Hashem for saving us. The, the Minag of Ashkenazim is from the Torahs, we do say Brachan Nahara, but we have Makat to the Hanal, we only say half of the Hanal. We're still being Hasak Rasha. It's very nice, but what's Hal going to do with Rosh What are we wish Shabbat Hashem for? Which is that side? So the answer is then it's the same you said. And then is that the the Hishchatus of Rosh is already Sahar. Even if it's not a Hatzale yet, that we've been saved, but there's, a, there's the beginning of something which could become Hatzale. And that's also the reason for Shabbat that every time there's a new moon, there's a certain uh, expectation, a certain hope, Shemasin is Hadash Kamoy, so that this could be the Hishchatus for Kalash Shol too. And therefore, any new opportunity with there is, it's not a full simcha yet, a full simcha is when you get the full hatsada. And therefore, the full handle is when you got the yusha. But what's the beginning of a hatsada? What's the beginning of a hatsada is that we raise the And it's one of the reasons I say about Pesach also. But Pesach also, which you know, the Messiah was later said, the rest of Pesach didn't say the hatsada because it wasn't yet the full yusha. It was still the answer of And therefore, since it wasn't yet the full yusha, on a, a, a step towards the hatsada, we can't yet say hatsada. You're going to the Hanukkah when there's a full Yisha. Like Pasukas, like Pachanaka, and then we're celebrating the full, so to speak, Yisha, uh, then you can say the full Hanukkah. Rosh Chodesh is in the same category. And since it's the beginning of what could be the Hatzalah, it's not yet the end, so you can say Hanukkah, but only the beginning. Uh, only the half the Hanukkah, the whole Hanukkah, but that's also a Chedek of the Sinha of Rosh Chodesh. That's a verity to Miss Hadesh, which could could lead to, what we say about the Kiddush Levana, the stage of Gaula, which, which, we're always waiting for. And every new opportunity, every new potential that there is for that is also a reason for at least a small celebration. This could be the beginning of that, that process. And that's uh, really the Kabbalah of Kedosh Shavana. What you say in the Brach, if you have my person to think of Kedosh Shavana is, that the Hizchachos of the Levana, this could be the man, but it's going to be the good. This could be the beginning of the process, which will be the Malaz Kedosh of the Levana, that the Aravana will be like Arachama. It's the beginning of the process, which will lead to the good of the Shema, and therefore there's already something to celebrate even the beginning.